Hello, my beautiful friends. My name is Sadia Olivia, and welcome back to my podcast, Student of the Universe, where I talk about whatever is on my mind. You know, I've been thinking about how it's been two years of posting episodes here inconsistently, and my lack of consistency is a quality that bothers me, honestly, but I think I'm seeing it from a new point of view. More than anything else, this podcast is a new age time capsule. Speaking of which, hello people from the future. How is it? I hope everything's going okay over there. Currently, it is Saturday, February 4th, 2023, as I am recording this, which means if you're listening to this, it is most definitely the future. That's just crazy to think about. I don't know. I'm 23 years old, going on 24 in just two weeks, February 18th. I've always loved my birthday. I think that 2, 18, 99 is just so satisfying. I don't know, the numbers, they're just satisfying. Normally, I do nothing intentional on my birthdays. I am either pleasantly surprised by another person's effort to celebrate me, or I'm disappointed. I used to think on the birthdays I didn't celebrate that everyone else had failed me. Where's the surprise party? You know what I mean? Like, you think that your birthday someone else should plan and do something for you because it's like your birthday it's the day to celebrate you but i think the ironic thing is that what i realized is i had failed myself i could have easily made plans invited my friends and then enjoyed those plans whether or not my friends showed up but i didn't i just did nothing instead until this year as i finished my 12th house year oh my fucking god i am tired i am so tired like Props to the 12th house year, I'm at a point in my life right now where I am doing all the things I thought I couldn't do. I truly was so terrified that I wouldn't be able to live on my own, like have a job, live somewhere with a roommate that I liked and like enjoyed my life on a daily basis the way I do right now. I did not think that this was possible. And now that I'm here and it's like, okay, well, it does take a lot of work. It really does take a lot of work. I think that I'm just like so focused sometimes on the fact that it takes so much work to have this that I forget about the gratitude that I have it in the first place. It was less than a year ago that I was one of those people who used weaponized incompetence. And if you've never heard of this before, it is most commonly used to refer to like, usually when a husband will be like, but babe, I know you asked me to do the dishes, but I didn't know where the soap was. Or, I don't know how you like the laundry done. That's usually how people use it, is like, when people will say, oh, I didn't know how to do that, so I just didn't do that. Weaponized incompetence. I was doing the same thing for basically taking responsibility for my life. I was like, oh, I'd love to live on my own and be able to take care of myself and attend to all of my personal responsibilities, but I don't know how. No one taught me. Mommy, daddy didn't teach me. And so I was using weaponized incompetence to just not proceed with my life. And that was very, very foolish. But here I am at the end of my 12th house year. Thank God. I mean, I knew I would be here. Don't get me wrong. Do not get me wrong. I knew that at the end of my 12th house year, I would be exactly where I wanted to be. And I am. Oh, I just sent a text to Lisa about this. God. Okay, so the, th- the horrible part about moving far away when you have a podcast and you've featured a lot of friends who are good at podcasting, you know? It's like, I can't have an episode with them. So I texted Lisa this. We can predict things with astrology, but prediction is nothing like living through the experience. 
which is probably why we most often just look back. It's easier to be like, damn, the planets had me surviving than to be in the middle of a struggle and see it from that bigger point of view. In any case, I am obviously so ready to celebrate the transition into my first house year. So of course, I made some plans. I will be celebrating my birthday the entire weekend. Luckily, February 18th is a Saturday this year, which I'm very grateful for. So I will be celebrating Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, baby. That's a four-day birthday weekend. And here's the thing. When you're an Aquarius, you're very aware... When you're an astrological Aquarius, I will say, you're very aware of how Leos celebrate their birthday. Because Leos are the sister sign of Aquarius. So when I see Leos celebrate their birthday, I'm like, oh my god, you're fucking obsessed with yourself. Like, you're too much. Like, I may be a little bit judgmental about it, if I'm being honest. Because it's like, you're not the center of the world. So, like, it doesn't need to be your birth week. You know what I mean? However... As an Aquarius who just recently has started to let go of my addiction to cynicism, which I will say, every Aquarius I've ever met has an addiction to cynicism, but hey, I'm getting over it. So I hope everyone else gets well soon. I am getting well right now. One of those ways that we're really cynical is like, no one's going to celebrate my birthday. Like it is, it depends on where you live, I guess. But like for me, where I live, not only where I lived growing up, but like where I moved to, it's cold. Like it's snowing during my birthday. So I'm like, I'm not going to do anything for my birthday. Not this year. I invited all of my friends, regardless of how far away they lived. I have friends who live all over the United States of America and I invited all of them. I said, look, I get it. If you can't drive here, if you can't book a plane ticket, that's totally fine. Like, I can't I can't say I could do the same for them. I can't go book a plane ticket to go visit most people. I do not have money like that at the current moment in time. But I said, if you do somehow have that capacity, come on down. I'm celebrating my birthday, right? To my surprise, nearly everyone was able to make the drive or take a flight. So... I was, like, pleasantly surprised by this. So I get to look forward to that now. Like, I don't usually have things, like, big events that I look forward to. I think I am really good at appreciating the day-to-day. I can be like, oh, I woke up this morning and, like, who knows what's going to happen today. That's the kind of person I am. But, like, having things to specifically look forward to is amazing. And I am so glad that I have this to look forward to. Because I think the funny thing is, like, when you're not in school... You're like, oh my god, finally, like, no one expects anything of me. But the ironic part is that the same situation that led to those expectations of you is the same situation where they'd be like, but also let me celebrate you. You know what I mean? For as much, like, homework and tests that you had, there were also an equal amount of events where you really got to celebrate, like, oh, I'm young and I'm learning and I'm trying new things. Once you drop out and you're not in school and you're just working... There are no events that people, like, celebrate you for. You know what I mean? Like, really, all you have is your boss being like, can you work this holiday? Like, we really need someone to work. That's really all you get afterward. So, yeah. So, like, your birthday is a serious thing and you have to take it seriously. Like, you have to really do what you got to do. Like, do what you want to do that day. And then if other people come, that's cool. But show up anyways. I hope that when your birthday comes around, you make some amazing plans. Just, like, like imagine your perfect day. Literally, right from the moment you wake up to the moment you fall asleep, your perfect day. And I really do hope that you do that on your birthday. And then 
invite whoever you want, but if no one shows up, do it anyways. I promise you, you will literally have the best birthday of your entire life. I don't know. I mean, I'm, like, we're not even there yet, but, like, here's the thing. I've been just doing this in general. Since January started, I've just generally been like, hey, if I want to do something, I'd rather do it alone than wait around for someone else. You know what I mean? Like, I'm very much that patient friend who's, like, waiting by the door hours before I need to leave if my friends and I have plans. But why? Also, why do I do nothing at all when my friends cancel? Like, I will literally take off my cute outfit, like, take a makeup wipe, take off my makeup, and get back into bed just because, like, other people aren't coming. Isn't that kind of crazy to think about? Because I can't really think of many situations that you can't show up to alone. So it's, like, a personal choice. It's, like, you personally are being, like, just not gonna show up to this. Like, I'm just gonna not do this thing that I wanted to do because no one else is gonna come with me. And I get it. Like, there are safety concerns, especially if you're a woman or if you're a part of the LGBTQ community, even if you're a man, there's, like, it's just concerning. It's honestly just concerning out there. Um, So I get that aspect. I definitely do. But I think there are safety precautions that you can take and still enjoy your time alone. And I 100% think that on a spiritual level, we shouldn't allow anybody to, like, take away our ability to be alone. Like, you have a right to enjoy alone time, and the fact that we live in a society that cultivates this energy of, like, true crime and, like, am I safe when I'm alone? Like, is someone going to take advantage of me? I think it's, I, I don't know, I do listen to true crime podcasts. I do listen to true crime podcasts. I'm addicted to them. But when I listen to them now, I'm like, is this really what I want to be putting in my subconscious? Anyways, I'm getting off track. Like, you deserve to have that. You deserve to feel safe being alone. You do. You just do. So, like, there are safety precautions that you can take. Share your location with your friends. You know, like, there are apps that you can download. But, like, nothing should stop you from celebrating yourself alone if no other human being is prepared to celebrate with you. In general, or for your birthday, either way, it doesn't matter. It applies. Something possessed me right after the year changed to 2023, and you know me. Like, you know me. I'm an astrology person, so Aries season is genuinely my New Year's. I, I'm not, like, I've never, my whole life, I have never been a New Year's resolution person, and I didn't know why until I got into astrology, and I was like, because it's not the New Year's. Like, I can't believe New Year's is a tradition. How are you going to make time a tradition? Let me not get into it. What the fuck? It's so annoying. Anyways. But this year, 2023, January 1st had me, like, awake and full of energy. I was going for, like, hour-long walks in the cold. I'm talking 30 degrees, and I'd just be like, okay, but I need my mental health walk, so I'm going to go. And this is, like, the first week of January. I also have been upholding my self-love routine, Self-love, I think, is a better thing to call it than self-care, but that's just a personal thing. But yeah, like, I would be doing what I needed to do in my self-love routine to, like, feel good about myself. I also was going on my phone less and, like, cooking more and just, like, all the things that a real normal person does. I hate saying a normal person, but that's what I feel like it is. I feel like a normal person can do all these things. It could be. It could be. Because I finally did tell a doctor about the inner workings of my mind, 
and I am medicated. I am currently medicated on an anti-anxiety, antidepressant medication. And it's amazing. It's honestly, let me stop real quick. Let me just pause to kind of sell this for a minute. I wasn't actively against being medicated. I'm not the kind of person who's like, but if I take medication, I won't be the real me. No, like if you can fix me, fix me. I'm a broken car. Take me to the mechanic. Like, I don't care about any of that shit. I think I'm just like, I think it's just like the mental illness was so strong. I just didn't go to the doctor. To be fair, in my defense, I have gone to a doctor before for depression, for anxiety. And he was like, wow, you're so well-spoken that like, I can't really say you have anything wrong with you. It's like, motherfucker, bitch, fuck you, dude. Like, I can speak. Yes, I know what's wrong with me. It, It still needs to be fixed. Just because we know what's wrong with us doesn't mean it doesn't need to be fixed. Newsflash to psychiatrists, therapists, and doctors. Anyways, this time I did it online though, so no one could tell me to my face that I was wrong. I took a little quizzy, I got my prescription from a doctor, bada bing, bada boom, I would say where I got it from, but I'm not being paid to do so, so I won't. Um, But if they want to pay me, I will mention it. Anyways, So I'm medicated, that might be something. But there's also more. There's more, okay? Because I've also been slightly addicted to this whole everything works out for me lifestyle. I'm 100% sure you've probably seen at least one TikTok about it. Anyways, it's that whole thing of like, I'm a lucky person, everything works out for me, whatever. Um, I have been addicted to this. I say it every morning when I'm driving to work. I usually, what I do is I put like an instrumental song on my phone, whether it's like lo-fi or maybe like just guitar. I don't know. Um, but I like to sing like my own lyrics. Listen to these lyrics that I came up with. Are you ready? I'm so fucking lucky. I have everything I need. I'm so fucking pretty. Everything works out for me. I'm not joking when I say every day that I drive to work, I sing that. I need to figure out how to do it on days I don't work because if I'm not driving in my car at 8 o'clock in the morning, it doesn't pop into my mind, but I'll figure it out. But like, are you kidding me? I'm so fucking lucky. I have everything I need. I'm so fucking pretty. Everything works out for me. Like, honestly, that's it. It's so fulfilling. And also, I highly recommend trying this. You can take those lyrics if you want or you can just say everything works out for me. Either way, whatever you're up to. But I think the self-love routine ties into this overall, like, lucky person lifestyle. Because recently, I've been thinking a lot about my addiction to being desirable. And that's the 12th house year for you. Learning things about yourself against your will. Literally against your will. You'll just be doing a normal day. Like, oh, this is every other day that I've done for the last week. And then this thought will pop into your mind and it will plague you it will fucking plague you like an illness like you will it's like i caught a cold of the why do i want to be desirable to other people's i that's the flu that i caught this winter so i've been thinking a lot about it but have you ever thought about this though like think about what physical and emotional qualities you expect yourself to have just to be desirable literally just to be desirable A few years ago, I started thinking about what I think makes me attractive that isn't, like, societally attractive. For example, I think I look hot when I don't shave my armpits. Like, honestly, I just do. I feel like I'm so dead smack in the middle. Like, I know that gender is a spectrum, 
But being that gender is a spectrum, I'm in literally the middle. Literally smack in the middle. And one of the things that looks really good on me, despite having a biologically feminine body, is that when I don't shave my armpits, that fits the vibe. It works really well. But at first, it was like incredibly intimidating to go out like that. Because no matter how I look or how I present or how I act, people have an expectation of me literally just because I have a coochie. Those are some sick lines. I've been thinking a lot about writing music and it's coming so naturally to me. People have expectations of me just because I got that coochie. I don't know. Anyways, I'll figure it out. Whatever. It's true, though. It's true. But yeah, so I stopped doing that recently. I go through phases. Like, I genuinely go through phases where I'm like, oh, I don't fucking care. I'm not going to shave. And then I don't for a few weeks. And then out of nowhere, I just suddenly care. It, it Honestly, it's not out of nowhere. It's like if there's someone to entertain in a desirable way. Not like, okay, I made a new friend and I like... Even a friend who, like, I'm flirty with. It's not like that. It's like, if someone is here in my life genuinely just to entertain in a romantic sense, I will completely disregard my perception of what I find desirable about myself to change it to what they find desirable about me. So if you see me with my armpit shaved, just know I am not doing well. I am under the influence of another person. But honestly, recently, like, I'm pretty much over that, and now that the societal aspect doesn't bother me, I seem to just have, like, narrowed in. Now, I think about what makes me attractive to people who are my type, and it really isn't that much better. Like, it is a good thing. I'm not trying to be desirable to the general public. That is an incredibly good thing. However, now it's just like, okay, who do I like? I like girls. What kind of girls do I like? I like this type of girls. And like, what do those type of girls like? You know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's not better. It's really not that much better. And it's not just like looks either. I've always had this thing in my life where like, I always assume that the kind of girls I like want someone that everyone else wants. You know what I mean? Like, they want someone who's already desirable. So, therefore, I wanted to be desirable to everyone so I would be desirable for just one person. That sounds like such a contradiction, and it truly is, but it never occurred to me until very recently. Also, that was really harmful to my sense of self. I don't truly want to be desired by everyone. It's a very superficial and uncomfortable experience to have. All I want is really to be desirable to one person. And to be desirable to one person in an honest way, you must be yourself. That's it. That's all. They will like you for you or they won't. Hear me out. Like, listen very carefully when I say this because I'm not joking. I just learned this. I just learned that. I'm going to be 24 two weeks from now and I just learned this. So listen very carefully. The only difference that pretending to be what they want makes is how long it takes for them to realize that's just not you. And if you didn't really understood what I said, the only difference between acting like yourself and acting like they want you to be is that if you act like yourself, they will immediately know if they don't want you. And if you act like they want you to be, you will waste a bunch of time until they realize they don't want you. Like, like is your brain exploding? Because mine was when I figured that one out. Because personally, I'm a cup of fucking Play-Doh. 
And if you want something, I will shape shift into that to be desirable because desirability is the value of my life. I have been in relationships that are only a few months long and I have been in relationships that are years long where I was pretending to be someone I didn't want to be and that's it. It just, it was never going to work out. You know, it just wasn't. So um, the only difference is the time it takes for everyone to start being honest. That's it. Like, when you first meet another human being, you have this opportunity to be honest from the moment you meet them. And the longer you go without being honest is just the longer they go without knowing you. It just puts literally everything off. Everything good about human connection is put off when you're not honestly yourself. That time that it takes you is time you could have spent being single and loving yourself. Loving yourself by taking yourself out on dates. Loving yourself by looking however you want to look. My self-love routine changed so much when it wasn't about being desirable anymore. When I wanted to be desirable, I shaved more, I covered my acne rather than healing it, I didn't do my makeup the way I wanted, and so much more. There's so much less to think about now. It all just comes naturally. Hear me out when I say this. Listen, listen up, because I think this is important. I don't think beauty is a measure of our personal value. I think beauty is a measure of your capacity to be your true self. Doesn't that make sense? Your most beautiful is the beauty that is true to you, and perhaps only you. Perhaps you are the only person in the world who finds this particular way of being beautiful. Is that not enough? Truly, is it not enough? I think we are most beautiful when we find ourselves desirable and just ourselves. When all we take into account of how desirable we are is what we want out of ourselves, that is the most beautiful. For a lot of my life, I had been manifesting others finding me desirable, but it was only causing me stress because there were only two options. Either no one was desiring me and I felt like my manifestation had failed, or people desired me but I was overwhelmed by the attention. Either way, disappointment was always on the other side. But lately, I've stopped trying to manifest things directly. Mostly, I allow my actions to manifest things. I'll give you an example. Since my move to another state, I have not had a desk. Having a desk is super important to my productivity. I couldn't afford a new desk though, so I just started working in bed. I have those little things, I don't know, probably your grandma or grandpa have one, but it's like those things that go over your lap when you're sitting on the couch so you can eat soup or whatever. You know what I'm talking about. But I was using that and I was like, I had my laptop on it and I was like on the computer or I had my journal on it and I was writing, but like, I was like, you're not going to stop me. I think this action was the manifestation. I think the best manifestations happen when you show the universe you will try to succeed no matter what you have. This allows the universe to give you more to help you succeed more. I found a free desk on the side of the road. It was exactly the desk that I wanted. Of course, I thanked the universe, you know, like I'm literally sitting at the desk right now and I'm just looking at it and I'm like, thank you so much. It's wooden, like I love wooden desks. It's perfect. It has a couple drawers, a couple shelves. It's enough room for everything I need. Like I wasn't specifically asking for it, but when I was driving down the road and I saw this desk out there for free, I was like, dude, bada bing, bada boom. This is probably because I've been doing all my fucking work in my bed, which has been killing my back and now my back's not dying anymore. Hallelujah. 
But sometimes the universe needs your help and not just in the way like you continue to live even without the resources you need. Unfortunately, the universe also wants you to improve, not just continue. I get it. Sometimes that's a lot to ask. Like seriously, no sarcasm. These days, self-improvement can be an unhealthy addiction that leads us in the other direction. These days, every ounce of our energy is used just to survive. So how can we even hope to improve? Well, maybe we can survive and improve at the same time. In December of 2022, I was deep into my phone addiction. The one that I thought I conquered. Hours and hours in bed. Sure, some days this is exactly what the doctor ordered. Do not feel guilty about it. But not every single day. And I was doing this every single day. But I didn't stop. I just changed the way I did it. I would play the usual YouTube video or podcast, but just do my chores as it plays. I've talked about this on this podcast before, but there's more. Recently, I've been going out on Saturday nights more, usually drinking and dancing, but before I go out, I always make sure to eat a huge meal. I am not into unhealthy drinking anymore. Like, if I'm going to drink, I'm going to be full of food and full of water And that's the only way. Like, otherwise, I'm not having a good night. But it's funny because this morning, I woke up to go to work and I was hungry, but I couldn't eat. I have a really hard time eating when I first wake up in the morning. And I knew I needed to because I was going to a seven-hour shift and I was like, the one meal that they give me is not going to be enough for seven hours. And it may be weird, but all that it took was looking at one of the drinks that we had in the fridge. We had like a leftover alcoholic beverage from the weekend and I just looked at it and it made me hungry because I always eat before I drink. And instantaneously, I was able to eat my entire breakfast. Like I did not leave one crumb. This probably won't be useful to me in the long term, but I'm just telling you, dude, like classical conditioning works. Do what you already do while you do what you hope to do in the future. I know that was a really confusing statement, so I'm going to say it one more time slower. Do what you already do while you do what you hope to do in the future. I understand why this can be hard, though. When I'm cleaning while I'm watching a constant stream of YouTube videos, I always think to myself, there's no way this is being present in the moment, right? I think that most of us know on a fundamental level that being present in the moment is the cure of our modern illnesses. But knowing doesn't equate to doing, of course. I think we can find a balance between our new age capacity for stimulation and the ability to be present. I don't think it will be easy, I just think it's possible. And I think sometimes it looks like scrubbing the toilet while Curtis Connor explains a horrible movie he watched. It's weird to think about the layers. Some guy watches something and makes a video. I watch the video and do something else. But maybe, maybe that's how people connect now. I often hear that these past few years may be the loneliest in human history. The perfect storm between isolation and individualism. But what if this is really a beautiful thing? What if this is the perfect storm between intentional solitude and artificial human connection? What if we learn how to confidently be alone by supporting the creations of others? Yes, of course you do need to hang out with your friends, but don't wait around for them to fulfill your unsaid desires. Get going, even if you need a parasocial friend along for the ride. I don't think it's a bad thing to be able to absorb as much information as a modern human can absorb. 
Like anything else, we must allow this skill to flourish in a healthy way. We must also allow time for silence. Honestly, I often find silence painful. When I record podcast episodes, I try to lower the volume of everything but my voice, and each time I pause, it's genuinely eerie. The funny thing is that silence is only painful because the instantaneous nature of social media has now consumed our minds. As soon as silence hits my ears, it's like a for you page of my thoughts. How to acknowledge the bills you didn't pay. So I scroll. This is my love life story time. Why I'm so cynical. So I scroll. I did an experiment to test if I'm truly an addict. So I definitely scroll. Yeah, no thanks. The real TikTok for you page is way better. It does go away after a while though. Eventually, even in a mental sense, you will exit the app and find peace. Anyways, let me not talk about this as if I haven't mastered anything. Trust me, I don't. I'm really beginning to understand the value of silliness, of laughing when you want to curse at a fellow driver, of saying something outside of your script to a customer, of letting go of the sickly seriousness we have about life. I promise you, it's not that serious. Whatever you do today and tomorrow and in the future, I hope you truly have fun. Like, what else is there to do? Thank you so much for listening to this episode of my podcast. I'm so grateful that you are here, and I truly hope that the time ahead of you is the best and all of your manifestations come true. Until next time, I'm Sadie Olivia, and this is what was on my mind.